0: to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation to, sure, to God indivisible justice for all. Welcome back, everybody. This is the second episode of 2023. Can you believe it? This week's half over, and so is this month. And listen, if you'd like to start receiving our newsletter, it'll start publication in the first part of February. Leave us your name and your email address, and we'll actually put you on our mailing list. But look, Patrick's ready to go. My name is Chris Williams, and you're listening to the Constitution Commandos. Uh, I got a t-shirt coming out that says, uh, ban idiots, not guns. Yeah. Guns are not the problem. We got a bunch of kids running around Jackson, waving guns around. They think it makes them feel special or, respected or something and they get really nervous when somebody like me just them. you think that gun scares me i'm not worried about that gun i'm worried about the idiot behind the trigger
1: well see and, and, and he's the generation of today if you were to tell them that even when you and i were in school and before i mean everybody that came to school had a rifle in their truck, rear glass, had a pistol yeah. in the glove box.
0: And they'd go on Everybody hunting had... as soon as they get out of school. <laughs> like... Yeah.
1: Everybody had a freaking gun all mm-hmm. the time.
0: On school campus.
1: And people weren't getting shot. Right. And if you tell somebody of this generation today that that even happened,
0: they, won't believe they it. wouldn't believe it.
1: They, there's no way they'd believe it. Oh, no, but guns kill people. Well, no
0: guns don't kill people
1: (laughs) people kill people all right you idiots that think y'all can vote at 16 or think you know what's best and you know your parents let you have free reign
0: Mm -hmm. your cerebral cortex hasn't even developed yet
1: yeah and the ones that are scared of toxic masculinity the ones that refuse to have ever gotten in a fight Right. Y'all are the ones that are too quick to go to guns because if you don't ever get punched in the face once or twice, you don't realize that you'll heal from it.
0: Once or twice. An ass whooping
1: is an ass whooping. That's it.
0: Man, I was punched in the face more than twice in second grade by one guy where the four guys holding me down didn't help anybody, you know.
1: (laughs) But yeah, but if people don't get their asses handed to them once or twice, they they will never understand that you do heal from that. Mm-hmm. You know, now they're so scared to get hit that they the first thing gun. they do is go for a gun. Yep. Oh, he was going to hit me. That big old boy was going to hit me. Well, let the, you and the big old boy maybe need to get into a fight, and you'll realize that moment of pain, you grow out of it.
0: You learn from it. You better learn from
1: it. Oh, you're going to learn from it. You will learn from it. There are, you know, Only a truly stupid person will not learn from it. Because pain teaches.
0: Yep. Pain builds character. You know, that's one of the things that I loved about doing PT with the Marine Corps because they always said, pain just lets you know you're still alive. It's a yep, motivator. It's just leaving the body. That's it, it's a motivator. And if you don't feel a little pain, you know, I actually was talking to one of the doctors at the VA before I had my surgery, and they were wanting to get, they were asking me if I needed. Now, this is before my surgery. They were going to give me some Norco's for pain. And I said, no, I don't want them. And and they said, well, how do you manage your pain? I said, deal with it. And they said, you sure you don't want some Norco's to knock the edge off or something? I said, no. I said, because if I numb the pain at all, I'll probably do more damage to myself simply because I can't feel it. You know, I'm more apt to be cautious if I can feel the pain than if I don't feel the pain. And I got that strange look. But on like, top
1: of that, they could give a rat's ass about your pain level. They don't care. They just want you. No, on drugs. big
0: pharma is what gives them their paycheck. So I mean,
1: yeah, that's all they care about. They can care less if you're in pain or not. If you're dealing with discomfort, much. they want that dang paycheck, and they want to feed the monster.
0: Well, you know, when I got done with my surgery, they told me to stop by the pharmacy and pick up my Norco's, and I said, "Uh, if it's all the same to you." i just the same as get Toradol, and they said, why do you want Toradol? And the, and the doctor said, don't you mean Tramadol? I said, yeah, it works pretty good for my brother. I said, but it doesn't do much for me at all. I said, Toradol on the other hand is, it works really well for me and it's a non-narcotic. That's what I want. And they said, they went and checked with the doctor. I guess it was the nurse I was talking to. And they came back and said, the doctor refused to give me Toradol. Just go pick up my Norcos. Huh? <laughs> No, (laughs) I don't want the Norco's.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's no different than, you know, I mean, and and I just, but, you know, they'd given me oxycodone, hydrocodone, they'd given me so many things, you know, because of my codeine allergy, I'm I'm restricted on what I can and can't take. Right. Well, I went in and I told them it doesn't work, if there was something else they could give me, and the first thing, well, they asked me, they said, well, what? Helps ease the pain for you. And I told him, honestly, I said, marijuana. And, and yeah. it wasn't like I was just looking to just go blaze.
0: Right.
1: That was the one thing that actually, it didn't, it didn't take away the pain. It made it tolerable. Right. And what they were giving me did nothing to me. I mean, it was a futile thing. Why am I even taking this? I get zero relief. It doesn't make it tolerable and it doesn't do anything. Well, then they said, well, the only thing we can give you is OxyContin. And I'm like
0: Oxycottin. So
1: the first thing you think of is you want to put me on basically heroin.
0: Yep. I mean, you I'm, addicted.
1: I mean, I'm just like, I don't want a damn oxycontin.
0: Yep. Well, you so know, walked uh,
1: out of there with nothing.
0: Well, you know, Scott Sims, <laughs> I was talking to him one day and uh I had gotten some pain medicine from the VA, but I wasn't taking it. And I don't know you know, you know, Scott had, when he got out of the Marines that had broke his back, they had given him some, uh, I guess it was cotton, But anyway, he got to where he liked taking them. And, man, he was telling me, man, if you don't have to take them pain, medicine, don't take them, he said, because I'm tell you, it's a vicious cycle getting off of it. And I said, I agree. I said, but that's not why I don't take them. I don't take them because I'd rather feel the pain than not. I don't want to hurt myself more than I'm already hurting. (laughs) So, but, but you talk to any of, you know, most of the guys coming out of the military, especially guys that did, you know, things that you did, you know, they get those heavy narcotics and they end up getting addicted and next thing you know, now they got to have a dual diagnosis to deal with the PTSD that the government got them hooked on. You know what I mean? It's, and it's all about making money. It's all about making money.
1: Well, I don't play their silly little game. And, you know, I mean, I the only pain, I mean, the only medication I get now, and, and, and I mean, now don't get me wrong. I mean, I do take them at times.
0: Yeah. Um, well, if you like me, my wife, you take it when you just about can't bear the pain no more.
1: Yeah. If you see me taking anything, I don't mm-hmm. care if it's a BC or I don't care what it is. But if, right. if I'm taking something, it's because one, I've already mm-hmm. been dealing with it. And two, it's, it's, it's time to do something. I mean, I've, I've done, I'm about to lose my wits over the discomfort levels. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's like the way I am. My, it's like Salita and I went to New Orleans for our, our honeymoon one time, or we not a honeymoon, our anniversary. And I was actually going to race down there that weekend and we get down there, we get in the room and my back was hurting. And I, I mean, I managed it well in the car going down there, but after we got there, I mean, I started, it, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, we went out to eat, we did, you know, our evening and it, it was just progressively declining my condition Yeah. and the, the next day I was confined to a wheelchair. Well, I literally, I had to get the hotel to bring me a wheelchair and I didn't take my muscle relaxers with me. You know what I mean? Cause I rarely take them. anyway, we got home. I took a muscle relaxer and I was a thousand percent better, but the muscle relaxer is the only pill or prescription that I get from the VA. I will not take, I never feel my pain pills like hell all the time. Round the clock. I mean, there is not a moment where I don't hurt,
0: right. but
1: the muscle relaxer is the only thing that provides a level of relief that when I am at my worst, I'll take it.
0: Well, so now that's me with the neurotins, which is basically a nerve pain pill. I got the sciatica and I deal with that all the time, but not to mention my ankles rolling out from under me because I mess them up pretty good in the military. But you know, I've got like what, probably three or four months worth of subscri- I mean prescriptions that I don't take, you know, but when it gets bad. Yeah. Oh, I'll go take one. I took one one day. Laura looked at me and she said, Did you just take a <laughs> way? Like, yeah, I'm hurting. And that's when I'm basically crying because I'm hurting. I mean, when I get to a point where I can't move and it's hurting so bad, I can't see. And I'll, I'll go ahead and take one, but I try not to take them even then. But, but anyway, have you heard anything more on the Carrie Lake deal down in Arizona?
1: I have not. I know she was turned down by the. Arizona Supreme Court. Yeah. um,
0: They didn't even look
1: at it. Yeah, she's got to go to the appellate court. And uh, I I really haven't heard much more about it. You know, I I don't know exactly where it stands. Uh, I firmly believe that she has a a case. I think that...
0: Not only the case, she had the votes.
1: (laughs) I think it's one more blatant sign that the judiciary or the judicial system Mm -hmm. is compromised. Um, I I just, I'm almost speechless. There was enough stuff provided and it was public knowledge over that election. That totally tells me that the election was fraudulent or tempered with like,
0: well, there the was overwhelming evidence that she had the votes Not if for no other reason. I mean, Arizona's a border state. Well, we're all border states yeah. now, but Arizona's a border state. They are all fed up with the the trampling of these illegals coming into our country. And it was pretty well known that even the Democrats that were fed up with the system they've got were voting for Kerry Lake. And... I mean, what I saw anyway from the election results and not what was reported on the news, but what was investigated, Harry Lake won that thing by a landslide.
1: Yeah, but see, the things that, okay, see, this is the thing that I have question with. Okay, the Arizona Constitution, now granted, I haven't read the Arizona Constitution. So I'm, I'm, what I'm going to say is what I'm going to say based off of, people that do live in Arizona that have cited the Arizona Constitution and studied it. All right. Number one, the only thing the court requires is for there to be uh, enough people that have a doubt in the way, just a doubt of the validity of the election. Okay. Now, you've got all of these people in Republican areas, and their counting machines didn't work, okay? So, you had people waiting in lines for hours, and many of them left without voting because the lines were so long, and and it wasn't ever going anywhere. You know, they were just sitting there. Right. So... A level of disenfranchisement, basically. <laughs> there are but They so don't many... even really
0: know that the election machines weren't working, right? That's just what they were told.
1: No, the the uh, tabulator machines were not working.
0: Oh, because okay.
1: the doc—I mean, the damn ballots were printed in the wrong size format, because so that the uh, tab uh, what. Tabulating machine would not even scan it because it was the wrong size.
0: Oh, and
1: this only happened in deep Republican districts,
0: like Cochise and Maricopa County.
1: Correct, and it was a shitload of them. And these changes were admittedly done right before, like a day before the election. Yeah, admittedly. Okay. You already have (laughs) (laughs) have confidence. Well, I say
0: that again to Arizona. You went out.
1: The people of Arizona do not have full confidence. That has been proven and substantiated. Well, according to the Arizona Constitution, I mean, nobody said that they won't. You know, don't just go give it straight to Gary Lake. Do another election paper balance. Well,
0: that's what needs to be done anyway across the country.
1: Well, I know, but see, I I just I think that a lot of people that have paid attention to the Arizona election have come to the conclusion that j- judicial system. I mean, I don't want to say as a whole, but damn near as a whole. People have no confidence anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, and, pe- people are losing confidence, not just in the judicial system, but everything government, period. I mean.
1: Yes, but the judicial system is supposed to be our last yeah, bastion I'll, of hope that's as, right. as Americans. That's supposed to be what guarantees, well, the Constitution guarantees our freedoms, but the the judicial system is supposed to be where when we have a grievance, There's that's a one of our settlement. rights. Yep. That's right. And when people yeah. lost faith in that, not just the government, but that's yeah, that is our check on the government.
0: Our last stand and against the have, government. Yeah.
1: And and people have lost complete faith in it now. And that's the worrying part of the Arizona election to me is that the loss of confidence. When people quit feeling like our system is legitimately run with democratic, democratic principles in a sense of the elections as a republic, when people lose that confidence, it's over.
0: Yeah, I I think we're pretty close to that, too. You know, you think about all the immigration that's coming here right now, we're already losing our identity as Americans. And, you know, then you lose the confidence in the system that's, that was established for the people, you know, you don't have anything really now. I mean, like you said, once you lose the confidence, at least in the judicial system, you have absolutely nothing. So what do you fight for now? What do you stand for? And since that is basically
1: the arm of the government that has been commissioned with settling grievances, and, and not just that, then you have to look at the enforcement arm people have lost faith in both of those and yeah, it's
0: yeah, definitely in the enforcement side. when you talk about the FBI, especially, I mean, well, they, even
1: just regular police departments, man, it, it's right. just become so we live in a banana Republic, man. It's
0: well, I mean, Guatemala's like population is only 150 right now. So, <laughs> I mean.
1: well, I think Biden now, after he left El Paso, or well, while he was in El Paso,
0: he actually he went. Said,
1: yeah, but only after the mayor rounded up all the illegals, housed them in gymnasiums and so forth, <laughs> and mm-hmm. in community centers to get them off the street. That way, it wouldn't be bad optics for when President was there.
0: Oh, so well, they can come back and continue the lie. There's not a problem.
1: Well, yeah, but. But now he said that he's going to start flying 30,000 illegals a month into the country. They won't even have to cross the border. He's going to fly them.
0: Are you kidding me? When did he say this?
1: While he was in El Paso.
0: Oh my god. Well, This I'm is just, the
1: plan. This yeah, is it's definitely the plan. A,
0: that is their plan for sure. I just hope, I just hope more states governors start acting like Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis and start sending some of these illegals to places like New York and Martha's Vineyard. And I mean, something's gotta be done uh, about stopping it.
1: Well, we also need, uh, what do they call it of the States where they all come together. It takes like what?
0: Yeah. Majority votes.
1: Yeah. What, what the heck is that called again? And I, I just, my mind just junk ship. I don't know why.
0: I know what you're talking about. And I can't, I'm, the word that comes to mind is quorum, but that's not it.
1: No. Um, yeah. But it's like a union of the states. I can't, but they come together and override the federal government. And yeah. that's kind of what we need right now, man. And
0: yeah, we've well, we got a problem I, with that too. Cause we got our, our states are now so, so divided is unreal
1: well I mean,
0: and you'd have to have a majority of the states to override whatever the federal government's doing oh yeah and i don't think we'd have that
1: yeah yeah i don't know if we do it's uh, our...
0: close real close
1: well i mean right now you have some people in oregon You've got a number of counties in Oregon. The eastern part of the state of Oregon are trying to become Idaho right now.
0: Yeah, I'd heard about that, which is kind of surprising from Oregon.
1: And, well, from my understanding, the eastern part of Oregon is deep, deep red. They are not Democrats. Right. And they are disgusted with the way their Democratic government or their Democrat-run government is governing 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 gover, governing the, yeah yep. governing now. <laughs> and so they're literally trying to become idaho yep and well, I, I
0: think some of the communities in idaho now they are um i mean they're not even you know their elections that they're holding just for their um their municipalities the people that are running on those ballots they can't put an R or D by their name. They're run as individuals. They talk about their policies they're running on or the platform they're running on, and that's it. I mean, you can talk about yeah. whether they're Democrat or Republican after the election, but you're not going to know what they are during the election. And, and quite frankly, I think that's the way it needs to be anyway because, I mean, you know, Democrats... Too
1: many people just vote party.
0: The way there's that, but, you know... You say what do you call it again? A uniparty? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what it is. And the Demo- the Democrat tag and the Republican tag, all that does is give you a couple of people standing at a microphone throwing mud at each other about their policies and how they voted and how dirty their underwear is, so that the people can feel like they voted for somebody. You take a D and that R off their name. And I guarantee you, you'll hear more policy talk than you will slamming. And quite frankly, I don't remember hearing too many debates, period, when politicians actually talked about the policies that were running on. It was just bashing their opponent. That's why I quit watching political debates years ago.
1: Well, I mean, and that is what it is. It's just bashing your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why they have such large amounts people in their campaigns you know to go through and do a bunch of op research i mean it's just go find mud we yeah. don't care what i don't care if they were in third grade go find some mud on them.
0: which is absolutely and, and ridiculous because by the time and you know the democrats do it and the republicans do it too those political candidates that run on those tickets especially at the highest levels of government. Those people are vetted before they can actually run. Oh, yeah. Very thoroughly vetted. So I mean,
1: granted, there are things that will come up in their past,
0: but I mean. there is. I mean, every human being has got issues. Yeah. You're not going to find a perfect human being. But what I'm saying is, after they get vetted, after they go through the vetting process to become a presidential or vice presidential candidate, I mean, you might as well leave them alone with the mudslinging. I mean, they've been through it already. You know, that's the way I look at it, anyway. But even if it wasn't for the betting process, people need to get their heads out of the sand and just start talking policy, run on the policies, you know, for that platform, and then stick to it, kind of like Donald Trump did, you know, just as, yeah, as an example.
1: I think a lot of people questioned. I I think a lot of people questioned the vetting process, too, because quick
0: when you talk about President Club. And as always, thank you for hanging out with us today. We sure do appreciate it. Hey, and if you like us, tell your friends and family have come listen too. Don't forget to leave your comments in the comment section below, and also to follow us on Facebook and True Social. Don't forget, we got a big event coming up pretty soon, so be listening for the day. And on behalf of Patrick and myself, We're the Constitution Commandos, and we're signing out.